0: Welcome to the Real Refreshment Podcast. Join us as we dive into motherhood at the foot of the throne with your host, Rachel Carmen. If you are tired, overwhelmed, and feeling alone, this is the place for you. A place for real moms with real stories seeking real refreshment found only in the living God. You can visit rachelcarman.com to join her online community of moms who are taking the dare to be in the word themselves as a top priority in the journey of motherhood. While you're there, be sure to sign up for updates, and you will also receive a free gift from Rachel when you sign up. All right, let's kick off this latest episode of the Real Refreshment Podcast. Here's your host, Rachel Carmen.
1: I'm back. Hey moms, it has been a little bit, it's been more than a little bit since I have been here with you on this podcast and I am so excited to be back with you. I'm so excited to be able to say I'm so excited to be back with you. I am sitting here recording on a beautiful sunny day in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I can actually see part of my butterfly garden out front with a vast amount of butterflies and monarchs flitting about. And yeah, it's a beautiful day. And again, I'm grateful to be back with you. I am going to take the next three episodes of our time together to sort of rewind and tell you why there's been this pause and talk to you about what God has shown me and what he's taught me and where he's brought me and how we're going to go forward together. And I think this is really important. One of the things I really strive to do in ministry that I think often is not done well is I really want to be the real deal and to be authentic and to be honest in my ministry and my encouragement of you and I really do believe that sometimes that means that we have to back the bus up or take a pause and that's what I'm coming out of now and Literally, I am so grateful to be in a place where I can be excited and breathing as I'm talking to you today, because had I not stepped away and taken the break from the last few months, I wouldn't have been excited. I would have been exhausted. And so I'm really, really, really grateful for how far God's already brought me, even though I can tell you honestly that we're not out of the woods yet but God is on the throne, and I am very grateful. So in order to uh, rewind and sort of get you where we are now, I want to talk to you, give you a little bit more history on my own spiritual journey. And so it's going to take me going back a little bit, and I'm going to characterize the current uh issue that issues that are causing this intersection this difficult life moment is the third significant one I would say and and before you go and go wow Rachel you've only had three I'm 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 not saying this is an exhaustive list these are the three significant points in my life where I feel like I have just been literally shaken by the Almighty and by life circumstances such that they are markers for me in my life. And I'm going to suggest over these next three podcasts that you take some time and think about what have been these intersections in your life where life has just shaken you, where you have just been at that moment where you're just like, my goodness, what just happened? And how did I get here? And that's what these three, at least these three moments in my life have represented to me. They've been circumstances that I didn't want to be in, and I would not have chosen, and yet I couldn't change them. And so in all three, there's been this feeling of complete and total lack of control on my part. And I've had some really difficult things to challenge me and some difficult choices to make. And that's what I want to talk to you about. And I really do believe that as I share this, there's going to be an opportunity for you to do some soul searching and some seeking. And I hope that you also realize, no matter where you are, that God has a plan. And And again, one of the things that I say over and over is we really do need each other. And I hope that as you listen to this, wherever you are, you realize that you're not alone in your circumstance either. Been there, done that, right? And probably not done it for the last time. So the first major intersection in my life where I really felt shaken by life circumstances was about 28 years ago. My husband and I ended up, we didn't know at the beginning, obviously, but we ended up over the course of three years moving three times. And so the first move I was thrilled about, I was um, living in the North, and I am a Southern girl by nature and by constitution. I am very cold-natured, and I get a chill at about 60 degrees. Sometimes it's only 70 degrees. And we were living in the north, and I was just perpetually frozen. And that meant that I was not comfortable. And so when we had the opportunity to move south again, I was thrilled. And we moved south. We had our oldest two sons, and I was thrilled. Could not have been happier God had been good to us up there. I had some very dear friends that we left, but again, I was thrilled. We moved, and we bought a house, and we painted, and we built a fence and a and a playground in the backyard. And I mean to tell you, we were jolted when the company that my husband was working for at the time canceled the relocation only eight months after we had moved to the south. And it meant that we had to return Yes, return back where we had come from. And I would love to be able to tell you that I handled that with grace and kindness and relied totally and completely on the goodness and the faithfulness of God. But I'm here to tell you it was a very, very, very difficult time for me. I did not want to go back. I was not happy about it. And frankly, I did not care who knew. And I chose to be miserable. And I am pretty confident I was happy to share that misery with some other people. My attitude was not right. I took um, that. I wasted a lot of time being angry at God instead of trusting God. And it was a very, very difficult time. It lasted our relocation back up there, lasted about a month i mean a, a, about a year our relocation back to the north lasted a whole year and in the beginning i was i was just really angry and it took me some time literally to get a hold of myself i went to the christian book for a bookstore seeking something i needed something to sink my teeth into to hold on to And I came across a book by the late Barbara Johnson entitled, Pain is Inevitable, but Misery is Optional. So stick a geranium in your hat and be happy. I'm here to tell you that book title and that book leapt off the shelf into my waiting arms and it was a life source to me. I read that book and I wept through that book and I came to realize through her sharing her life story, which I will not spoil it for you, is a harrowing story of life circumstances that she did not choose and she could not change, but yet she chose to lean into the goodness of God. And as I read her story, her stories, I just gleaned so much encouragement and so much confidence. And I learned about the value of turning to God and trusting him when nothing else made sense. And it was very powerful for me. And I remember we ended up being back in the north for another year and then the relocation was reinstated. I cannot make this stuff up. And we moved back south. And I was so thrilled to be back in the south. I just felt like this was thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I do not believe for a minute that there was anything in me that earned it, but the lessons that God taught me during that time were invaluable. And literally as we came to the end of it, when we moved back here, so we moved to the South, back to the North and back to the South in the course of three years. In fact, Davis has joked about the only thing he did those three years in terms of work was pack and repack. Right. And so we moved back here and I remember just being so grateful that we were back in the South, but really more grateful still that God had taught me all that He had taught me, that He had brought me through. I was very, very grateful. So much so that I was convicted of my need to repent and confess my bullheadedness and my anger and how I had really handled things poorly. And then I did something that I'm not necessarily going to recommend however it it was turned out to be quite powerful in my life i actually asked that i would get an opportunity to do better the next time i even then realized that probably that wasn't going to be the only time in my life that i would face such a difficult obstacle challenges in my life and i and i talked to god and i said you know i really did really badly And I pray that the next time I'll do better because the question that I wrestled with at that first major life intersection was why, why, why are you letting this happen? Why me? Why now? And why was the prevailing question? And as I got through to the end of it, I realized that really wasn't the right question. And the right, the more right, the more, um, God honoring question would have been okay. 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 What is it that you want to teach me? And so we came out of that and we were out of that for about, I want to say, I I should have looked up the dates and I didn't. I want to say it was about 12 years um, we were out of that before another life intersection um, we arrived on the scene at with circumstances beyond our control and this time my husband, ended up losing his job and again it was one of those things like the first intersection we didn't know it was going to be three years of moving back and forth across the mason dixon line in the second intersection we didn't realize how long the unemployment was going to last but it ended up being right at 24 months of unemployment and at this point we didn't just have the two boys we had all seven of our children and we had a mortgage And we didn't have income now. And in the beginning of this, it seemed like it was going to be very brief. Everyone was like, oh, Davis has so much experience. Oh, he's got a master's degree and an MBA. He's going to be fine. You're going to land on your feet. There were headhunters that were just frothing at the mouth to have an opportunity to place Davis because he had all of these skills and all of this experience. I mean, it just looked like it was going to be a walk in the park to get him a new job, which, frankly, you know, anytime we think we've got the answers, we ought to pause because this all looked like it was going to be duck soup, and it was not. So at the end of six months of unemployment, we thought we had a job. We, Davis, was in the running for a position which he was almost overqualified for, but certainly qualified for. And we were very excited, and it meant that we would have to move, but it would still be in the south. And we were just beside ourselves, and it didn't work out. And at that point, we were just like, What is going on? What is this? Right. And just about that time, a lot of the options dried up and we really did not know what was going on. Then an opportunity presented itself for us to further invest our lives and our passion in homeschooling by buying a homeschooling company, which we would never would have thought was possible. And yet, an opportunity presented itself, and we started that process. But through that process, which is a longer story than I'll take your time today, uh, we ended up being unemployed for another 18 months, during which time we were um, led astray to think that things were happening through the financing that were not happening. And we were discriminated against by a a financial institution for Christian reasons. I mean, it just got so intense. And here we had all of these kids, and we did not know where we were going to get money for the mortgage. We did not know what we were going to have for dinner. And yet... Over and over and over and over again, God was faithful and provided. People paid our mortgage. People gave money for kids to play soccer. People brought groceries and left them on our front porch. It was remarkable how God proved himself to be our provider through the whole thing. Over and over and over again, every single need that we had, was met. The idea of security, which I had put in Davis being employed was shaken. And God showed me that he was my provider, and that I could trust in him. And even though that I was seeking for a solution, that he was my solution. And I was so grateful. One of the things that I had prayed for, um, before we slammed into unemployment was I wanted God to be real. To our children, I didn't want God to be some far off entity that didn't care, right? Some deistic view of God that he spun everything into motion and steps back and crosses his arms and whatever happens, happens. I wanted the God of the universe to be alive and involved and palpable and his presence to be undeniable in the hearts and the lives and the minds of my children. And it was in the midst of unemployment, as God's people were bringing us food and paying our light bill, that God became real to my children. And I rejoiced. I was blown away when I realized that our circumstance was bringing about one of my heart desires for my children. And as my children got to experience and see God move among his people to provide for us, he became real to my children in ways that he would not have otherwise been so evident if we had not walked through that. So unemployment is um, about 14, almost 15 years in our rearview mirror, when yet again we have now slammed into another whole set of life circumstances that we can't control, I wouldn't choose, and boy would I change if I could, but I know I am just holding on to what I cannot currently see. I am trusting that in the midst of this, that God is here, and I can do that this time Even though there have been moments that I felt like I could not breathe, I can hold on in a different way this time because he's already proven to me, not just in the pages of his word with the stories of the great and the faithful, but in my own life, I have seen him prove himself faithful personally to me by providing for me. And I can see his purpose, and I can see his goodness, and I am so grateful. And I realize I'm reminded, and I hope to remind you through all of this too, that as we face life intersections like this, if you've walked through unemployment, or maybe it's been a health issue, or maybe it's been moving incessantly, or maybe it's been job instability, or maybe it's been income, or Whatever it's been for you, I want to remind you that as we walk through these challenging times in our lives, we're in really good company when it comes to those people who are included in the Bible, those characters that we read about in God's Word and who are on purpose included in the biblical narrative for our encouragement, people who have been impacted by the Bad decisions of other people by reckless rebellion, by willful rebellion, by the choices of others that they themselves would not have made. And maybe they even encourage people not to make those choices. I just want to remind both of us today that I'm struck as I find myself in this life intersection in this difficult place that I am like you are in really good company with those who've gone before with the great cloud of witnesses as described in the 11th chapter of Hebrews as all of the characters interwoven into God's biblical narrative. Those who find themselves in broadsided by life circumstances in circumstances that they wouldn't have chosen that they couldn't control. And yet they're facing right when life circumstances just takes your breath away, right? Because of sin's infection in the world. The reality is we all live in a fallen world and we often have to deal with that infectious nature of sin just in the world around us. And there are consequences of that. We often have to deal with the outplay and the reverberations of other people's reckless, willful decisions and choices the oppression that comes from the perpetual practice of sin in the lives of those that we live with, that are around us. We have to deal with the play out of cruel jealousy, malice, slander, with divisive selfishness that we all exhibit from time to time. When we forget about the abundant life that Jesus came to give us and instead practice selfishness, And we also have to deal over and over with the breakdown in communication, what goes said and what's unsaid, those times when things that should have stayed in came out, right? And we have to deal with all of this and all of these things, all of these things we have to deal with, all of them. And I'm so grateful at some level, and I hope you can understand this. And I mean this, I'm grateful for the reminder that this world is not my home that this is not it. And I think even now in the midst of all of this, and I don't know where you are, you may be in one of those beautiful places in your life right now where you're on one of those green pastures beside still waters. And I just pray that you will just enjoy that. You may be on a storm-tossed sea. You may be in a valley. But I just want to remind you about four things, and then we'll continue this in the next two podcasts. But four things for today, with if you find yourself at one of these life circumstances, four things to remember. One is God is faithful, and His peace is available to us. Our circumstance, no matter how difficult, no matter how frustrating, is not meaningless. It's not meaningless. God is is faithful. And when everything is swirling and when things are chaotic, we can embrace his peace. Number two, we must remember that God fights for us. Therefore, we have victory. No matter how defeated, how beaten down we feel, we must remember that we have victory and we are not alone. There have been moments in this current circumstance where I have felt profoundly alone, like I am fighting this alone. And the Holy Spirit of the Almighty has reminded me that I am not fighting by myself. I am not alone. Exodus 14, 14 says that God fights with and for us. And we must remember that. And we must remember that he is victorious. Number three, he is our father. Therefore, he extends to us his comfort. Even when we are wounded, even when our pain is beyond any words of description, I know that there have been moments in the midst of all of this, I have felt like I, there were no words available for me to describe how I was feeling Like My heart had been ripped out of my chest, right? I didn't even know how to say what I was feeling, and yet, He is my Father. He knows, He sees, and He cares, and I need to remember that I have not been forgotten. Yes, it is valuable for me to acknowledge my pain. There is no there's no prize for ignoring when we are in deep pain, but we must never for a moment think that we've been forgotten. We must remember that our heavenly Father sees, knows, and cares, and he is our comfort. Number 4, we have a future. God is our future and therefore we have hope. This is not the end. I've been at some really rough intersections in my life. Three years of moving back and forth across the Mason-Dixon felt like it was lasting forever. Unemployment for two years felt longer still. And I can't see the end of the current circumstance. But I know this, no matter how long it lasts here, it is not the end. Moms, I love you. I don't know most of you. I am grateful to be back with you, and I am looking forward to continuing on with you. Next time, we'll talk about what I've learned so far, even though I know that this is not over yet. And then in the next week after that, we're going to talk about how we go forward here at Real Refreshment. What does it look like to go forward when you feel like the wind's been knocked out of you? It's important, moms, that we continue to go forward, and it's even more important that we find ways to do that together. I'm looking forward to our next time together already. Until then, seek and honor God in all you say and do. We'll talk again soon.
0: Thank you, listeners, for joining us. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening. And while you are there, can you leave us a rating or a review? This just helps us to get the message out to other moms that need to be encouraged in their roles as mothers today. If you have a question, we invite you to send it to rachelcarman.com forward slash podcast. And while you're there, you can access Rachel's wonderful resources and Real Refreshment, the online community. Moms, more than ever, we really do need each other. We need to be challenged and we need accountability in the word. I hope you will join us. And we'll catch you in the next episode of The Real Refreshment Podcast.
1: Hey, everybody. I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara.
0: We're hosts of the Kynos Project Podcast.
1: Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in an everyday settings.
0: To learn more and subscribe, go to lifeaudio.com.